everybody, and welcome to episode two of Real Estate of Mind. As always, I'm joined here with the beautiful Kyle. Hi. <laughs> and your typical voice of the Real Estate of Mind, Mike. And we are happy to bring you episode two. Uh, don't expect a lot of better anything, I guess. I don't know. Might be fair. I know. We're going, we're going back to back here on podcast. We wanted to make sure that our viewers got a lot of goodies. But so what's the topic we're going into today, Kyle? Talking about how to start a career in real estate. Okay. So we're going into like, I don't know anything. What is going on? I kind of want to sell houses, but I'm not sure how it's going to go. And I want to do it legally. Yeah, so it goes back to the first episode where you were saying I did a lot of research, uh, pretty much stuff like that. What did I research into to figure out how to become a, a real estate agent? Oh, okay. Well, very cool. Very cool. So now let's let's break it down here. Now, of course, if you've been a real estate agent and, you know, we're not all knowing here. We don't know every single state's rules, regulations, and requirements. So most of our experience is going to be based in the New Jersey area uh, and Pennsylvania. We know We know a bit about Pennsylvania. I know a bit about New York because I was about to start the process in New York City, and that was a nightmare, so I decided not to do that at all. But so let's let's talk here. Let's go right into it. Step one, I'm a newborn baby real estate agent. This is what I want to do. I've decided it. Where do I start? So what you can do is obviously use the internet to your you know, strengths. Google real estate schools in New Jersey. And if you guys need help looking for any, go ahead and let us know. We'll gladly help you out. Um, I actually helped you find your school. Yeah, and I, I liked it. So <laughs> so there are multiple around. Um, in New Jersey, to become a real estate agent, there aren't any that are available online. That is something that New Jersey hasn't adapted to yet. Uh, Pennsylvania, I believe you can take it online. And Delaware, you might be able to as well. But something to keep in mind for becoming a real estate agent in New Jersey is you have to pass a class, and then you have to pass a test. Two class, tests. Two. two. <laughs> it, it comes out to two tests because you take a test at the end of the class, which says, yes, you can take the actual state test. To get to that test at the end of the class, you have to sit through 75 hours worth of class. Now, you can miss up to 15 hours, so you really only have to sit through 60 hours, um, but it's a 75-hour class. In PA, it's only 60 hours worth of class, yeah. and Delaware is 99 hours worth of class. I don't know what New York is, but... Yeah, New York was weird. It was it was online. It was like self-paced. Like you you set your time. I think it was like you had to do it an X amount of like six months worth, but the hours I think broke down to like seventy-five hours. So as you can see, like each time, each state, it's actually a different process and whatnot. A lot of the stuff between each state, for the states are the same. Like the the uh, the rules and regulations are gonna pretty much be the same. Maybe a couple laws are different, but the idea of the real estate stuff is going to be the exact same you know everybody's working with same houses just different locations right same type of land different location things like that majority of the real estate stuff's going to be the same it's just some laws regulations they might be a little different so again to find a school google real estate schools in new jersey or whatever state you're in see what comes up we found one that actually had a group on so we got to save a hundred dollars and it actually turned out to be very beneficial you part of the tuition cost does cover the textbook um, but just read the reviews, see what's out yeah. there. Again, if you need help, we'll gladly help you figure out what school you want to go to. And then once you start the school, we we both did it nine to five yeah. for two weeks straight to get the 75 hours. And that was brutal. That was a lot harder than a college course for me. I don't know about you. Yeah. So um, I just didn't want to wait. I saw how much money I would like 
the, the course was like $400 without the Groupon. And I kind of just wanted to start right away. Plus, I was kind of jealous because you were already started. So I just wanted to get it done. But, yeah, so uh, me and Kyle both took a 9 to 5. Literally, it was 9 to 5 for two weeks, Monday through Friday, 9 to like 4.30, I guess it was. And it was nonstop learning, nonstop. We, it was like a couple hundred pages a day. And you got this notebook that like was – or the class book was the size of like three Harry Potter books. You know, to give it like an example, it was a couple thousand pages, or it was a thousand it was pages, like a thousand pages. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was like one thousand five pages, including the index. But still, I mean, I, I would go home some days and just be absolutely fried. And I remember I missed the first day because I signed up on a Tuesday. So I walked in there, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Because there were so many people in there. It was like what I would say it was about twenty people in my class, but I missed you know, a couple hundred pages of information and a homework assignment. I feel like the book was only like 300 pages. I, I You know, it could have been. It, it, I could have been having like some <laughs> weird like Vietnam flashback of this book and it's like it monstrous. Felt like a, we'll put it this way. It felt like a thousand pages. I'm pretty sure it's just a couple hundred, but it felt like it was just going on and on and on. There was nothing, no end in sight and but quiz learned, after quiz and all that Yeah, stuff. you learned so much. In a like, short period of time. Like you soaked in and it could be a talent to our our instructor Bob, as he was mentioned before. Cause you really did soak it in. Cause at the time I took the test and even after I finished after the two weeks, I sat down there. I'm like, I didn't learn at, like anything at all. But then we sit down and talk and we're like, Oh my god, like we, we did, did so good. <laughs> we soaked in a lot of stuff yeah. there. Like we held our own with even some of the most experienced real estate agents yeah. that have been doing it for a while. But uh I know in New Jersey, there's a couple different options. Instead of the 9 to 5, if you're not sadistic like me and Kyle, uh, you remember what those were? So there's, It depends on the school, too. Um, but typically, a lot of places might do night classes one night a week for a certain amount of weeks. Uh, there's a couple that are two nights a week, like four and a half, five hours each, and that's seven and a half weeks. Uh, the, tip, the, the school we went to was actually offering a Saturday class, which was um, – nine to five on saturdays i think it was like 10 or 11 weeks or something yeah, like that yeah it was it it all depends on the instructor the location that they're giving it at and all that stuff okay. um, but just look online because for some of them they actually have their own website and say hey here's a class nice. enroll now and whatnot so so it kind of like you can make it work to your schedule you know at the end of the day whether you're busy like a busy mom or a full-time worker, nine to five, that just wants to get this license, you know, to be, you know, hypothetically a part-time guy. Like, there's going to be a school out there that can suit your needs to become a real estate agent. Yeah, definitely. And and I think more me more than you. Yeah. I panicked a lot more. I was stressing a lot more because, again, I said this was harder than a college course, and it was because it was just all this information all at once. Nine to five, you're just sitting in a room, bored out of your mind, trying to pay attention. How do you keep your, your attention on the instructor, on the information? Well time for the end it felt like a huge relief but if i had to go back and do it again yeah it was nice to get it all out of the way right away but i personally think for my sanity i would do the two nights a week for seven and a half weeks just because that's a lot less information all at once the instructor even told us he called uh wednesday high anxiety wednesday and called thursday i don't give a damn thursday because mm -hmm. then friday we took the test and there there becomes a point where you can't any more information in yeah, the sponge everything is, is saturated spilled. yes right. and for me i said i had i don't give a damn wednesday 
10, it came a day earlier because everything just felt, I just felt too saturated. I couldn't hold any more information. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas if you do it over the seven and a half weeks or whatever it is, you can take in a lot more information. It's like You're bite-sized to, pieces. It is. You're going to have to do more work on the side, but you have five extra days during the week where you can study the information, get to know it. For us, it was wake up one day, learn everything, come home, read, study, yeah, like go back to class like the next two day. hours, three hours, exactly. go to bed, wake up, and do it again. And and for me, when I took my test, I originally wanted to do it as soon as possible before you know started stressing. Oh, hey, I got a got the test. I need to study. But I also told myself I wanted a break. Right. And for me, it ended up being about a week and a half break. I wanted it to be a week, but. During that week, I, I didn't necessarily look at everything. Maybe a day or two before the test, I started looking over some information, but it really actually just kicked in that mm-hmm. I actually didn't know it. And giving me that week's space between the class test and the state test, right. I truly did learn it. And I remembered it a lot better than what I did during the class. During those practice quizzes w- during the class, I was struggling a little bit because I was just freaking myself out, and I was <laughs> yeah, like, what's exactly. going on, what is it? Because you're looking for specific things. When I went back right before the test, I aced those quizzes, and it shows that having that little gap in between might actually help you retain the information and learn it. That's why I'm saying seven and a half weeks might be a little bit better, especially if it goes along with your work schedule where you can go to work, get Take a quick bite to eat. Take your mind off of real estate yeah. for a while. Go to, go to class for a few hours, two nights a week, and you're done instead of doing it for nine to five, which a lot of people – would rather do they'd rather get it out of the way it's like ripping the band-aid off but your sanity and how much you can take in and everything else that's going to kick in is that really worth it now right. for us we passed right away so yes it was worth it for us but again coming on later or anything like if i was an adult like just coming out of like school i think you can agree we know how to study oh yeah. we know our study habits and everything but these adults who are looking for a career change they might be in their 40s or whatever they don't remember how to study so they're sitting here nine to five. What do I do? Well, like, oh right. my gosh. So doing it two nights a week might actually be more beneficial, but it definitely can be done nine to five. For oh two yeah. Weeks. Oh yeah. Definitely, it's a hundred percent possible. Um, I mean, shit. I, I had a three-hour drive every day to New York City, so I was driving three hours down, taking the class, driving three hours back. I mean, one because you liked the school and I knew you had a good experience at the school, and two, I just wanted to get it done. I, I was under the you know impression of rip the band-aid off to get it done and as much as I wanted to like shoot myself on Thursday because um, on Thursdays I, w- I would sleep here and uh, we'd just study and just hope for the best by that Thursday the day before the test I remember sitting there and I was just like you, you looked at me and you were like it is what it is at this point and I couldn't agree more it was so good but I thought the people that did it Tuesday or Thursdays and Saturdays and all the other schedules, uh, they were crazy because you just got to get it done. But if you don't have the continuous dedication or the crazy studying habit or good studying habits, I mean, like you said, I'm only you know 10 years out of high school, five years out of college, and you know a year and a half out of a master's degree. So I kind of had, I kind of remembered, and I was always a good you know test taker. So that was pretty easy for me. But if you're somebody that is like not good at taking tests and, and you, you depend on that, you got to take a test to pass it, you should probably take your time a lot more and, and really soak in the information rather than just going right at it. I mean, the good news is, too, is our school, we were lucky that if we didn't pass it the first time, we could take it within that year for free 
with somebody else or go to Bob on his testation day. So that kind of worked out good for us. And I think that took some of the stress away. But he even really, like, laid it in. He was like, you got to pass it this time. He was like, I'll give you another shot at it, but, like, get it done. Like, take the state exam. Exactly. And some of the things that I found with the instructor, the biggest one was he over-prepared us. He was ready yeah. to make sure that we were ready for the curveballs that might come on the test. And I think you agree with me. The first question on the test was, is this even in English? Because yeah. you, you were like, what <laughs> yeah. is this? Is, these are words I've never seen. This is a question that I like, got. The, the whole dialogue of the question is like, what is this? Right. What's going on? Did I just take the wrong test? Like, <laughs> am I going to fail now? Because I, like, the, the first question can get you flustered. Uh, just a quick disclaimer. Yeah, you take these, these courses to get licensed as a real estate agent in New Jersey. You also have 12 hours worth of courses every two years. Uh, we call it continuing education. You need that in order to renew your license every two years. Um, so you are always learning, and you mentioned this in the last podcast episode, you're always learning, and that's something that right. our whole lives we've gone to school. <laughs> we went to elementary school, high school, every everything like that. We get out of college, and we're starting our career, and it's like, well, what do I have to learn now? Like, what's my next class? Right. Something like that. So with real estate, you also continue to learn. It could be anywhere from mortgages to appraising, appraising things like that. Like, the, the topics you don't necessarily – you're not an expert on, and that's what they stress in school is you're not an expert on appraising or – mortgages that there's an actual job for that you're not a lawyer as a real estate agent you're just an agent exactly there, you learn these things though as you go along and become an agent so you can become a, a better well-rounded agent oh yeah absolutely that's spot on right there so that's the school experience i will say that bob's test was in fact harder than the state exam which i think i needed and it goes back to being over prepared yeah. and whatnot and then i took the test two days later so I graduated on Friday, Saturday and Sunday couldn't count because they didn't get my they stuff in. Days, yeah. yeah, and then Monday I got my thing saying you're good to go, take the test. And I think Tuesday was it Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, like Tuesday. yeah, the, uh, that Tuesday I took the test and uh, passed the test. Did the blood work, the whole thing, which we'll talk about later. And, and I was right or Finger fingerprinting, fingerprinting, not blood work. But all right, so. Step number one was school. We're done now. 75 hours. You did awesome on the test. Bob gave you a high five, said you got the best score ever. I don't know about you. That's what he did to me. I only got nine wrong, though. Yeah, you're welcome. You're questions. welcome for helping you. Oh, dude, I was brilliant. You did help, though. So, yeah, once you pass the class test, you end up, like Mike said, you got to wait for the email to say, yes, you can take the state test. You got to pay to take the state test. You can take the state test as many times as you want within the year. But you got to uh, pay every time. <laughs> you have to pay every time. So you got to pass the first time unless you're going to be racking up big bills and you're okay with that. Who knows? It, was, it was like, what, 50 bucks? It was like 50 bucks yeah, or something so like that. So 50 bucks a pop. Like, so, yes, there's pressure to pass the first time. After passing, you then have to go get a fingerprint. That's just a, a background thing that they do here. Um, and then you, the next step, and this is probably the most important step after becoming an agent after passing a test, is finding the right broker for you. Oh yeah, that and that's that's key. Um, I I didn't do any of this. I just literally jumped on the bandwagon with you. So I figured if it was good enough for you, it was good enough for me. But um, once I once I did do that, I looked at like the other brokerages, and there there's like advantages and disadvantages to every single one of them. Yeah, and it, it was very interesting. So it's definitely like soothing the needs of it. 
I'm not an office guy. Like you said, I'm the guy that wants to, like, if my life depends on me going out, finding clients, you know, quote unquote, whining and dining to get them to buy a house, you know, and me help them find a house of their dreams, I don't want to sit at a desk. So some of the brokerages required desk fees. And it's, I don't, why would I pay a desk fee if I'm not going to be working at the desk? Exactly. So what they advise and what I was advised, I personally didn't go to four brokerages. I went to two. Uh, but they advise three to four interview with them and see what each one offers some of them might offer free desk fees some of them might offer hey free starter kit whatever it might be we'll we'll help pay the registration fees for everything because yes becoming an agent you have to pay for class but you also have your startup fees because you technically are running your own business you're just working under someone who can hold your license Uh, new jersey typically they say it's about two thousand dollars to start up that's with um, your your MLS fees, your insurance fees, What's your, wait, wait, your board wait, fees, wait, and all that stuff. Wait, but wait. some some brokerages will wipe that for you because they yeah. want you to work for you. Right. That's one of the incentives you got to look out for. Right. But no. what's an MLS fee? Like, what is an MLS? MLS is multiple listing service. That's where us as agents get to see all the properties on the market, whether it's you know they're listed for sale or rental. Right. So it's worth the fee. It is worth the fee. You're going to have to pay it unless you don't want to actually be an agent. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to get it and see what properties are out there and help anybody. But uh, going back to the brokers, you know, some of them will offer free marketing, like I had mentioned, and the the starter kits. Some of them will say, we have a great mentor program. Mm -hmm. We have some of the top agents, let them mentor you. Some of them will say, we're the most recognized name, things like that. So there's, there's all these different incentives that come together with these different brokerages, it's a matter of finding the fit for you. Now for me, again, I was doing my research, figuring out if real estate was the career I wanted. And it kind of, I kind of fell in the lap of it where I got to meet some people. They One happened to be the owner of where we are now right. and got to hear her experiences of real estate, how she started. Um, she gave me nice words of encouragement and, and pretty much cheered me on and everything. And for me, I wasn't looking for, I, I, I didn't want to work for a boss I don't like. Right. For me, it's not here, hand me everything, right. but it's, I need the support when I need it. Right. And that's what I felt here. It wasn't these, yeah, here, we'll pay your, your startup fees. No, it was who's going to be the one that's going to be there for me when I need help. Right. Who's going to be the one that's supporting me. Who's going to be here to help train me. The, I guess it you could call it like behind the business type stuff. Yeah. Rather than upfront, that's what I oh, was yeah. looking for, and that's what I felt as soon as I walked in that door. Oh yeah, because I, you know, because I didn't do my research on the company and the brokerage, but it was really good. Like he went in there, he said, "This is the things you need. You get these things done. Let's gonna let's do it. Let's get it done." And he's always setting us up for trainings and stuff. I mean, we're we're getting pretty well trained in in an aspects of all the things that the school didn't teach you. But then again, it's like a lot of this stuff is trial by fire, which I think kind of gave us the incentive to start this podcast where we could be the fire instead of some of the war stories we've heard about people going into an open house unaware of one, what an open house is two, what you're supposed to do and three, how you're supposed to handle yourself at one. So. Yeah, exactly. So another thing with these podcasts is we're going to be able to share our own experiences, mm-hmm. but experiences we've heard from other people. Right. And hopefully to you agents, this can translate to you 
if you ever came across one of these issues, how, you know, oh, I've heard this, like this is the outcome. Like it's not going to be the same exact thing, but it might be able to help you where you can seem more confident with, with your client when these issues arise. Oh, absolutely. And then for non-agents listening, this could be, okay, I know this is an issue. This is a potential option. You, you do have a fallback. Like you do have a little bit of an understanding on what could happen. Right. Now, huge disclaimer that they made in school was you're not a lawyer. Right. So yeah. <laughs> for non-agents, please don't think that your real estate agent is a lawyer. He's in fact, he or she is in fact not a lawyer. Yes. We're just the intermediary yeah. of the whole process. But I mean, we wanted to give a big description on how to start as a real estate agent for non-agents as well, because it went to show that those newer agents, they, they know what they're talking about at the end of the day, whether they've sold one house, zero houses, or a hundred houses, everybody goes through the same training. So that basic understanding is there and we have it and it is really good. But I would strongly recommend finding the brokerage that's going to suit you right because the the sponsor brokerage for our our school they were all for training like they were like we will train you we will make sure you're good we will not put you out in the field until we believe that you're going to be successful and for a lot of people especially at the school i know a lot of them went right there because they were so nervous and i you know if you're one of those people that's like dip your toe in the water before you slowly get in and then you get to like knee high and then you go a little farther and you're just below the waist and then you go a little further. If you're one of those people, that's a great opportunity for you. Or if you're somebody that's not gonna be able to wake up in the morning, roll out of bed, get onto their desk at home and get work done, then a place that's gonna have you know desk fees that they're gonna charge you for, but it's gonna make you go because you're paying it, like that's great. And then there's other companies like the one we had where if you're the type of person that's just going to jump into the deep end, nosedive, you know, full, just all in. And have that support there right. for you. And, and they're yeah. like, you know what? Like, you're going to flounder, but we don't care. We're going to show you what you did wrong and help that. So it's good. So now, I picked my brokerage. Do I get, like, like confettis coming out? Is there balloons? I mean, if you, if you really want confetti, just ask your friends and family to, to get confetti and balloons for you. But now you picked your brokerage, there's paperwork. And Lots of when paperwork. You, when you pass the test and you get your fingerprint, there's certain parts of information on those sheets there that the broker needs. And then once they write down everything on their paperwork, they send in for your license in New Jersey. Real Estate Commission is located here in Trenton, which is right down the road from us, so that's perfect. And you know, for other states, it might vary, but we mail it in you get your license hopefully within two or three business days yeah, I, got mine, I got mine in two i think i got mine in a day and a half or two days right. depending on what day of the week what time everything and, and everything and, and, and a lot of it works by the mail still yeah. which is so weird i don't know if that's like a new jersey thing but it feels like so far behind because i remember i would i would drive from new york i would come down and he'd be like yep yeah, let's put this in the mail we'll hear back in two three maybe four days and he and, and it's funny because the typical response is you know how the state works so it's exactly. like, so you're kind of like at the mercy in a world where you can send an email and get it instantly. And that's the other funny thing. Like I applied for the MLS to get it. I sent it in on Wednesday or Thursday of last week. I got a phone call today and then our boss got an email saying that it was good. So you're going to tell me it took me five-ish non-business days to get it mailed to you, get everything approved. But it took 35 seconds to write an email that said, yes, he's approved. Like, it just, it, it's mind-blowing. It does seem weird. But, I mean, if that's how they want to do it, that's how they do it. And it's, 
they maybe they got to get up on the trends. I don't know. And again, that's where we come in, being younger. Right. We can we can be a leader in those trends type of thing and hit the certain markets that we the other pe- other agents might not hit. But yeah, so once you sign all the paperwork, you sign your contract with your broker, stating your commission splits and everything. Then you gotta pay the upfront fees, and again, of about two thousand dollars. About two thousand dollars. Um, again, this covers your MLS. This covers your insurance. This covers, for us, it's Mercer County Board. Yeah. Um, so you have a realtor board you can join. You have to pay dues there, um, and this is just the startup. There's some fees that are quarterly. Yeah. MLS, I believe, is quarterly. Our really? realtor, I believe it is. Yeah. Our realtor dues. Um, those might not be quarterly, but there's some things that are quarterly. You got to pay for your signs. You got to pay for your name badges. You got to pay for business cards. You, all your marketing stuff, you're gonna end up having to pay for. Again, yeah. sometimes there might be free marketing from your company, right. but majority of the time you're gonna end up paying for. It. But again, it's your own business. Tax deductible once you hit the certain amount and yeah. everything. So you can look at it that so way. Make sure you hit that amount to get the tax deductible. Who knows good. what that amount and is? And plus, now, yeah. one, you're technically your own boss besides the big scary broker at the top. Unless you decide in three years after you become your own, and two, I mean, there's no limit. The only limit you have to how much money you make is how many people you sell houses to, or exactly. rent places to, exactly. or find houses for. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it works out really good. But that was a pretty good detailed list, I think, of the very beginnings of this creating an agent podcast mini series that we got going on right now inside the giant universe exactly. of real estate of mind. And now there's one other thing that we should probably touch on, and that's how to become a broker. That's a little bit more in-depth because you I have mean, to become an agent, yeah. and you have to do an additional – We should probably do our own couple hours on of that school. because there's, there's a lot of like additional steps to it. But the tall and short of it is you have to have 150 hours of real estate. Three years as an agent. Three years as an agent. And, I mean, and then pass the test again. So it's – it seems fairly simple, but it's 150 hours worth of school. Is if it was that well. simple, everybody would be their own broker. Exactly. So, but, but I, don't, that, I think that's but, a, but that comes to show as right. as an agent. You know, in a corporate world, there's the chain. Mm-hmm. You go up the chain command and everything, command chain, whatever. I don't remember what it corporate is. Corporate ladder. You there can, you, you go. Can corporate go ladder. Anything, right? So <laughs> you can go up. So you can start out as a sales associate to an executive sales associate, whatever it is. Real estate, there's still kind of a ladder. Yeah. It just depends on how you utilize that ladder. So you can be a real estate agent, and then you have your three years experience. You right. do the class, you pass the test, then you can be a broker. From there, if you want to, you can open up your own brokerage. Right. Or you could just be a broker salesman. You can work on your own if you really want to. So yeah. there are other opportunities in real estate once you hit the certain experience threshold and all the other schooling requirement thresholds where you can have other avenues to explore. So your career could still change and it'd be something different every day. Oh, yeah. And for the record, you don't want to forget every odd year to renew your license or you got to start the process all over again. That's for the state of New Jersey, yeah, because yeah. Pennsylvania is every even year. Whoa. So, it's, if, you, it's so if you get certified in both, you're paying every year. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not necessarily the cheapest fee, but it's not the most expensive fee either. Yeah, you pay yeah. more for and a lot of the, and everything. And the allotted of initial startup fee is – all this new applicant fee, you know, whoosh, whoosh, you exactly. know, and where they get you, where, you know, 80 of the $200 is going just because you're new. Exactly. And then the, you, so your reoccurring fees drop, you know, pretty astonishingly. And plus a lot of it, 
the way they say it is like, oh, you sell one house and you made your money back and then some. But you still got to pay your bills. <laughs> you still got to find that one person to sell <laughs> right. to. And, and as a new agent, that could be the most frightening thing. Exactly. And I, and yeah. I think our next podcast is going to be about that. Yeah, so we'll get into lead generation and everything. And I mean, we're both starting out, so we're both kind of in that boat. Right. That's part of the reason why we're doing this podcast because there are going to be a bunch of new agents in the school. There was, a, what, like 116,000 agents at one point before this last market crash? Right. Like, so people are always resorting to real estate, mm -hmm. and it is a very populated market. So how do you become the best one? And that's something that we're going to learn along our journey, but we're yeah. also here, again, marketing degrees, a little bit more tech savvy. This is what we're going to look into and see what trends we can figure out because things are ever-changing. Cold calls might not work anymore. Door-to-door, -door, definitely, some agents rely on that, and it does right. work. But it's not as practical as it used to be. No, especially, especially like in a state like New Jersey, where people are not afraid to sue you for anything. So, no, that was pretty solid. I think it was pretty fun. So, I think we should wrap this podcast up by talking about a beautiful thing called social media. We're on it. We have it. Uh, Kyle kind of runs it, at least now, for the most part. Uh, we are on Facebook, right? That's right. Uh, what what is it? Real Estate of Mind podcast. Real Estate of Mind podcast on Facebook, on Twitter. It's at R E M podcast, and we are on Reddit. That's still R E M podcast. We do have a YouTube channel. That's going to be R E M podcast. R E M is just Real Estate of Mind. Um, so you can also see these podcasts posted to YouTube, and everything. You can see maybe a little bit of update or tips and tricks for yeah. agents on our YouTube. Twitter is just pretty much. We'll tweet trending out. stuff, trending, uh, tweeting out mm -hmm. new episodes. Reddit, tricks and tips. I tricks like and that, tips. Yeah. Reddit's going to be more, you know, we're here to help you guys answer questions that we're, we're in the real estate state topics and everything. We're here to answer questions as we can. So we're around. We're around. <laughs> Facebook is probably going to be the easiest the best bet. To, just the quickest way to yeah. get. So if you ever have any questions, tweet it, Facebook, whatever it is, if you want to see an episode on Facebook, it'll be there. If you want to just stay in touch with us on Facebook, go yeah. for it. And we definitely want to talk to our people. We want to see the people that are listening. I mean, I'm interested to see whether we get more the real estate type person or the not real estate type person because we are in the very infancy of our podcast. And I know we have like 10 episodes ready to to talk about and all the topics, but we're definitely willing. We're, we're here ready to grow and learn and if it's not real estate people that are interested, maybe we can you know cater to that topic a little bit better. Or if it's more real estate heavy, we don't have to worry about explaining it to me like I'm five. Yeah, exactly. So. We, we want to focus on what our listeners want to hear. We also plan to do a lot of interviews and hopefully on-site recording with oh, yeah. uh, developers and new construction homes and everything. So we do have some, some plans for the future where we can bring in an outside opinion or even a project yeah. and see how that affects the real estate world. Right. I like it. And I think that kind of covers it for, for today. That's another solid one. I like it. I feel good. It's fun. It's fun. I love this podcast thing, especially this real estate thing, because we don't get enough of it when we talk about it at work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> Eat, breathe, and sleep. Yeah. Again, like you being an agent, let's just wrap this up really quick in a couple sentences. Being an agent, you're your own boss. Being an agent, you run your own business. But at the same time comes the expense of maybe not having weekends as much or right. at night you're going to have to go out and show properties, things right. like that. So there, it has its pros and cons. Yeah. 
you gotta do grind. Your you gotta grind it's, it's in the grind. beginning. It can be very lucrative though. Oh yeah. And it could be very worth it in the end, investments and all that other stuff. So, if it's not for you, you'll find that out if you, you know. And Bob said six everything. months, right? Bob said if you Typically, absolutely yeah. hate it in six months, it ain't for you. Exactly. You'll find out pretty quick. I mean, this is, I'm in month. I don't even know. I can't remember. A couple months in. Um, and I'm liking it. Right. And again, it's just that opportunity of being semi-entrepreneurial mm-hmm. that is really kicking it for me. There you go. That sounds fun. So for everybody here, REM Podcast, I'm Mike. And as always, with the beautiful, lovely Kyle, my personal assistant. And wow, okay. <laughs> and you know, we will. my idea. <laughs> if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. We'll gladly answer them. Any ideas for an episode, uh, hit hit. Let us know with that, too, because we'll, we'll gladly touch on that. Yeah. You just really don't want this podcast to end. All right, goodbye. Later.